but then we remember the voice of truth, God's promises on my life, God's promises on your life, that I'm a child of God, a son of the king, the king of the world, who will forever reign. I was created in love, by love, and for love. He has an amazing plan for my life. Those voices of truth would say, I'm here for a reason. I might not be enough, but I'm more than conquerors through him that loved me. Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd, and we want to encourage you to keep reaching higher and go further in your walk with Jesus Christ, and above all, to never ever give up, but to keep moving forward in Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today on the Inspire Preaching Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd. We are so glad and we are so blessed that you are with us today. Thank you so much for being with us. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, and we pray that it has been a blessing to you, please subscribe to it. Please invite your family and your friends and let them be part of our podcast family. This is an outreach of Crossway Family Church in Bowie, Texas. Please go to our Facebook page, Crossway Family Church in Bowie, Texas, and click like and be part of our church family. Also, thank you so much for being with us today. We do this because there is so much turmoil in the world today that we want to encourage you. This is why we do this podcast. We want to encourage you to keep walking forward in Jesus Christ. We want to help to strengthen your relationship with our Lord and Savior. That's why this podcast exists, and today we have an awesome, awesome Bible study. Why don't we jump into it right now, and please uh, keep Crossway Family Church in your prayers. We need it, and uh, we need your prayers. We need all the prayers that we can get. We want to see revival happen in our county, in our city, in our area. Our church, we don't want to just be a place where people come on Sunday. We want it to be a refuge where the hurting can find an answer. And we want to see revival. We want to see people touch. So please, please keep us in prayer. I would really appreciate it. We've got an awesome study today. This is a two-part message. We're going to talk about the promise of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. And our next lesson, we're going to talk about how it was fulfilled in the New Testament, the promise of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. So today, let's look at it. Psalm 92 and verse 10. But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. Listen to what he says. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Folks, that's talking about the Holy Spirit. When we run dry, when we when we feel spiritually dry, when this world is weighing on us, when we're going through a trial or whatever it is, we can be like the psalmist and say, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. God has an unlimited supply 
of his spirit. Now, many people think that the Old Testament or the Old Covenant is not really worth studying. And you'll see people, they only study the New Covenant. They only look at the New Testament like the Old is not worth reading or it has nothing to do with us today. But I am telling you today that we can learn a lot from reading and studying the Old Covenant. They fit together, folks. They're not far from each other. They fit together. Now, the basic layout of the Old Covenant is as follows. The story of creation, number one. Number two, the story of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Isaac being the promised child. Number three, the Exodus story where Moses was sent into Egypt to set the people free. Egypt being a type and foreshadow of our sinful lives, our sinful nature that we often try to run back to the way the children of Israel did. Number four, the giving of the law of Moses, which shows us that we are lost, that we are sinners, that we need a Savior. Number five, the Psalms and the Proverbs. Number six, the prophets. And much of what they wrote about was, number one, God's love and judgment on Israel. Number two, prophetic utterances about the Messiah, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Number three, the promise that someday... God would fill people with his spirit. The Lord filling us with his spirit is one of the most beautiful and one of the most important promises in scripture. And I'll talk to people about it sometimes and they'll say, oh no, you're going to talk to me about speaking in tongues and the Holy Spirit falling on you and it freaks me out and it scares me and I, man, I, I don't want anything to do with that. The reason people think that way is because of all the the outrageous things they've seen in the church world, both in churches and on TV. Folks, that's not the reality. The reality is that the Lord loves you, and he wants to fill you with his spirit. Now listen, it would have been enough if the Lord had only paid the price to save us. But he went so much further than that. He says, I love you so much that I want to put me on the inside of you i want to fill you with my spirit in the times of the old covenant the lord didn't fill everyone with the spirit on the contrary he only touched a few people with the spirit of god as he moved on the prophets of old and as he did they penned his words again his spirit would move on the holy prophets and then they would write the Holy Prophets wrote that there would come a day when the Lord Almighty would fill mankind with his spirit. Oh, folks, this isn't just a New Testament teaching. Let me say something, and let me say emphatically that God never meant for you to be a pew sitter. Did you hear me? Get off that pew. God never meant for you to be an idol pew sitter. God never meant for you to live a boring Christian life. He saved you and he wants to fill you with the spirit so you can change the world around you. Now let's look at how the apostle Peter in the New Testament described this. Now you got to think that when he wrote this, there was no, no New Testament Bible. So they often referred back to the Old Testament scriptures and what happened in the old testament because that was their bible 
1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10 and verse 11. Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. In other words, the Old Testament prophets prophesied about the grace that was to come. They looked for it. They yearned for it. They wanted to see it. Verse 11, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, that's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. The Holy Spirit touched these prophets and they wrote about the sufferings of Jesus Christ and the glorious, marvelous victory that would follow when he was risen from the dead. Now, let's look at one of the promises of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Peter talked about this in Acts chapter 2 when he was preaching. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. But you have to be hungry for it. You have to be hungry for it or it won't happen. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Verse 29, and also on my maidservants and on my maidservants, Got that all twisted up. I will pour out my spirit in those days. And when God poured out his spirit in Acts chapter 2, this was fulfilled. Again, the Old Testament completely complements what happened in the New Testament. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all of the house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Jump down to verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. And heed my words. Verse 15. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. Verse 16. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I don't know about you today, but this gets me excited. Some of those people standing there were the evil ones that shouted to Pilate, crucify him, give us Barabbas. But God, in his beautiful love and grace and mercy, gave these people a chance to repent and come to Christ. That is the love of God, my friends. That is the love of God personified. Now let's look at water in the Old Testament. Water in both the Old and the New Testaments always represents the life-giving force of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at the book of Ezekiel today. Ezekiel chapter 36, 
verses 25 through 27. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. That's talking about the Spirit, folks. He said, I will cleanse you from all of your filthiness and from all of your idols. Verse 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Verse 27, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. God says, I will put my spirit within you. And he likens it unto refreshing water. Now see how now twice in the Old Testament we see the Lord promising that someday he would touch mankind so much, so much that he would fill us with the Holy Spirit. He would change our hearts, change our minds, change our very nature. Here is the question. Here is the question. Are you hungry enough for God to throw this world away and seek God with all of your heart, with all of your heart, to say, God, this world doesn't matter, to say, God, I need more of you. Jesus, change me. Jesus, fill me. Jesus, cleanse me. Now let's go to another one, Isaiah 55 and verse 1. Come, all of you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Isaiah is talking about the infilling of the Spirit. He's talking about the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. The Lord is trying to tell us today, if you're hungry, I've got more. If you're thirsty, I've got more. If you're tired of dead, dry, meaningless religion, I've got more. If you're sick of Christianity just going to church on Sunday, who cares? If we're just going there to have a dead move of nothing, what difference does it make? But if you're sick of Christianity, just going to church on Sunday, God is saying, I've got more. I've got my spirit, and I want to fill you with my spirit. And here's the beautiful thing. Isaiah said just now that it's free. It's free. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come. Oh, my friends, he has an endless supply, and it's free. All you have to do is be hungry for more of God. Why do we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Have you ever asked that question? It's a good question to ask. Number one, the Holy Spirit gives us power to live for God and to be witnesses for Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you shall have power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses of me. Number two, it's only through the Holy Spirit that we can be like Jesus. We can't do it on our own. If we want to love like Jesus, we must be filled with the Spirit. If we want to act like Jesus, we must be filled with the Spirit. If we want to reach people like Jesus reached people, we must be filled with the Spirit. If we really want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, 
and be a real Christian, we must be filled with the Spirit. Number three, we need the power of the Spirit to live in the evil day in which we live in. Folks, we can't do it on our own. We need the Spirit of God each and every day. The fourth reason we need the Spirit, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God are our teacher. The fifth reason we need to be full of the Spirit, we need to be filled with the Spirit because it's the Spirit that guides us into all truth. I said we need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. A sixth reason we need the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts. And I don't know about you, but I need any gift he'll give me. Number seven, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. The seventh reason we need the Holy Spirit, it helps us in our weaknesses. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. He said, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God in the book of Ezekiel chapter 7 is speaking of going deeper with the Holy Spirit folks there's always a deeper end of the pool to get into with the Holy Spirit he describes the Holy Spirit as a living river And at first, the river is just ankle deep. That's what I call ankle deep religion. Because God wants you to go further than ankle deep. Then it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And finally, in verse 5, it says this. Listen to this. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 5. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross. Because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in a river that no one could cross. The King James says, um, water's enough to swim in. God has more for us. Water's to swim in. That's the Holy Spirit. Religion says, I can only let you go ankle deep. Sometimes, Religion says, oh, I'll let you even maybe go waist deep. Then other times, God says, I want to give you waters to swim in. Folks, the Lord has an unlimited supply. Father, I just pray for every single person listening to this today, and I pray, Lord, that you would give them a hunger and a desire to be filled with the Spirit of God. A hunger and a desire to move further and deeper in you. And I pray it and I ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. I so appreciate it. I hope that this study today has been a blessing to you. The promise of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Man, it's so powerful. Join us on the next broadcast as we talk about the promise of the new of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. 
If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please, again, subscribe to our podcast. Invite your family and your friends to be part of it. Help us to let this podcast grow. And until next time, may God's greatest and his best be yours in Jesus Christ. Amen. Right through